Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. My name is Doug Wortham, and I have the distinct pleasure of hosting today's show. On today's show, we'll check in with five of our Minnesota veteran service organizations as part of our annual Commander's Task Force holiday show. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey. On December 13, 1636, Massachusetts colonists banded together, forming a militia that defended their communities from attack. From those humble beginnings came today's National Guard, which proudly serves across our 54 states and territories. The iconic image of a colonial militia member setting aside their farmer's plow and picking up their muskets still represents us well today. We may now also be software engineers, aviation mechanics, and other professionals our predecessors could not have imagined at the time. But our citizen airmen and soldiers continue to live as they did, ready to respond to the call of our state and nation. To those who have and those who continue to serve as members of our National Guard, thank you. Ours can be a challenging path to follow, but your service and the support of your families, employers, and communities ensures that we are a force that is truly always ready, always there. Thank you, General Mankey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. In the opening, I mentioned that this is our annual Commander's Task Force Holiday Show and that we'll be checking in with five of our Minnesota Veteran Service Organizations. And what better way to help facilitate that conversation than to have Dan Meyer in the studio with us. He's the Commander's Task Force Chairman and Commander of the Veterans of Foreign Wars. He is my co-host for today's show. Glad to have you, Dan, in the studio. Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you, Doug, for having me. So I'm looking in the studio here, and uh, I think this is the most people we've ever had in the studio at one time, at least since I've been doing the show. And uh, these are all people that uh, you kind of have to corral as a part of that Commander's Task Force. Yes, the Commander's Task Force is made out of the eight congressionally chartered veterans organizations, all American veterans organizations. Uh, We work together as a team to help legislative and help uh, Minnesota veterans and their families. And we'll get the opportunity to talk to each of these separate uh, organizations here uh, throughout the show. Uh, but this segment is uh, is dedicated to what you do with the Commander's Task Force, but then also as the commander of the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the VFW. And so you're juggling a couple of balls there. Um, what's that like, having to balance those two big responsibilities? There's always time for everything. It's whatever you make time for is very possible to do. If you love what you do, and I love working with veterans and their and organizations, it's always time to help. You know, and I'm looking through your bio, and uh, you spent some time in Saudi Arabia during Desert Storm, um, as did I, uh, what I like to refer to as the Good War um, back in 1990 and 1991. Um, and you've had quite a few different assignments. I mean, you've worked uh, with the DAV. You were a commander there. You're with the American Legion, uh, district commander, quartermaster for the VFW, now the commander of the VFW, and, of course, the chairman of the uh, commander's task force. So you've been involved in veteran organizations for quite a while. Yes. When I came back from uh, Desert Storm in 1991, I joined the Legion and the VFW right away. I didn't get really active in them until I moved back home to my home farm. And then I became active in 2000. And here I am now today as a commander of the Veterans of Foreign Wars 
and a chairman of the Commander's Task Force. And would you ever have thought that back then that you'd be in the Minnesota Military Radio Studio uh, with, you know, this group of other members from our veteran organizations? No, this was never even thought of. Well, uh, thank you for uh, your service and your dedication. I mean, we do, we know that each of these organizations require uh, leadership to come in, to step up and, uh, you know, bring in that fresh and new blood. So we appreciate that uh, you continue to serve in that capacity. So let's talk, uh, let's talk about the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the VFW. Um, Here we are, it's the holiday season. Uh, This is the CTF holiday show. Um, So we've got five of our organizations on the show today, but specifically with the VFW. What, what's the holidays uh, bringing for the VFW and the veterans that you serve? A lot of the VFW have their post-Christmas parties, and they uh, do different things around their communities to help support the veterans and their families. Uh, there is an organization in the VFW called the Military Order of the Cooties. Their biggest thing now is they're trying to raise funds for their annual venison meal for the veterans in the veterans' homes and at the hospitals. Oh, that's that's interesting. So um, if somebody, well, I mean, looking for like monetary donations, they're looking for somebody to go out and uh, do some hunting for them. No, they get all the deer from the DNR, Okay, but then they have to pay for the processing. So the monetary gifts would be much appreciated. All right, so if there are people out there right now, they're listening and they're in that holiday spirit, they really want to support the Order of the Cooties, uh, what, what would you tell them to do? How can they do it? The best way to do it is to go onto the VFW website, look up the VFW Charitable Association, send the money to them, earmarked, Cootie Venison Meal. All right, so um, you said that the posts, they've got a bunch of holiday stuff going on. I mean, obviously it's the holiday season, so they're doing their post parties, uh, really celebrating, you know, a a year of of success. And, um, you know, and then, of course, you know, what's what's to come. So what are some of the things that, uh, you know, you're really most proud of over the last uh, year, um, you know, with the VFW and the things that you've accomplished? Well, besides being on the Minnesota Military Radio, (laughs) <laughs> Two points for you. <laughs> um, we had some membership uh, sessions. We have got a few members, but the more members we get, the better. Um, yeah, we want to talk about membership because we know that as a part of the commander's task force, of course, you all get together. You talk about the legislative initiatives. You come to an agreement on what you're going to bring forward, you know, Vets Day on the Hill and what you bring up. So um, it, it's important because numbers speak. And the more members each organization has, the more numbers that uh, you can go to your Congress person and say, look, it, I've got. 20,000 people that back this initiative, and you should too, because, oh, by the way, they vote for you. Yes, and not only does it for membership, also the auxiliaries account. So any member who is is eligible for the VFW, any one of their family members, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, can all join the VFW auxiliary, and their numbers will also count. All right, so that's a great way to expand that membership, too. And and I know we'll talk about membership with each of the other organizations as we get to them. Um, so membership, very important. Uh, one of the things that uh, you wanted to make sure we had the opportunity to talk about is, you know, over the course of time, you have to bring people together. You do want to celebrate those successes. And, and you do some type of a, a midwinter um, conference. Uh, what is that all about? Why do you host that? Our midwinter conference is usually is a great culmination of what we've done. 
We uh, have a Voice of Democracy and Patriots Pen program. We talk about the young, the youth, great, uh, intermediate school and high school students that write. Uh, and so they uh, <clears throat> they submit the stuff, um, and then what what will someone get out of that if they submit the uh, the, the paragraph, the writing, the pair, the paper? Uh, what what are they going to win, or what? Uh, how are they recognized? If they if they participate in this they go to local post level they win money there if they win first place at post level it goes on the district if they win district they go on to state level which where we are and if you win state you have a trip to beautiful marriott northwest in brooklyn park where we have it and it's a free for the family and the student and if they win state it's about a three thousand dollar prize and then they also get a free trip out to Washington, D.C., where they can potentially win $32,000 as first place in the national Voice of Democracy. So Voice of Democracy, uh, they should check in with their local VFW, of course, uh, to get the, the stuff started right there. Yes, or they can go online. Everything is online nowadays. They right. can go online and find all the information they need. All right. Well, um, so we are right at the end of the segment here, and, you know, time goes by fast. Uh, but we'll have an opportunity to talk a little bit more uh, throughout the show, and uh, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll bring in our next guest, and I'll let you do the uh, the introduction of that. This is Minnesota Military Radio. My co-host today is Dan Meyer. Please stay with us. We'll be Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Doug Wortham, and in the studio with me today as my co-host is the chairman of the Commander's Task Force, also the commander of the uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars, Dan Meyer. And so, hey, we got to talk a little bit about the VFW in the last segment, and we want to make sure we bring in um, other members of some of our congressionally um, recognized service organizations, and I'd like to have you introduce our first guest. Our first guest is Stu Mednick, the commander of the Jewish War Veterans, also a Navy veteran from the submarine. Well, Stu, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thanks, Doug. All right, so this is your first time in the studio and on the show, right? That is correct. All right, and you've gotten all the fair warnings. Uh, we don't talk politics. We don't uh, swear, which we've already had to correct you a couple of times, <laughs> and uh, we don't use acronyms. Well, you know, you can take the guy out of the submarine, but it's pretty hard to take the submarine out of the guy. Yeah, that happens. Well, hey, I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to, to join us in the studio today on Minnesota Military Radio. Um, you know, there's just, you've got just a distinguished career as well. And, uh, you know, as Dan said, you, you're in the Navy and, uh, you know, you've just done some, some great things. But let's, let's hear a little bit about you uh, and what brought you to the position you're in now as the commander of the Jewish War Veterans. Sure. So when, very much like Dan, um, I also served during Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Uh, but I was serving here in Minnesota, believe it or not. I was the systems division officer for the Naval Satellite Operations Center. So all the guys that were over there in the big sandbox were using the satellites for their communications, for all of their uh, navigations, and for their weapons. And that was our satellites that we were controlling and maintaining for them to be able to do their job overseas. Shortly after that... um, 
basically the Cold War ended. And being part of the ballistic missile submarine group, that's a Cold War weapon. So they said to me, hey, you know, we don't really got anywhere for you to go. So I ended up getting out of the Navy, and that's when I was considering joining the Jewish War Veterans because I was approached by an individual that I was working with when I was a uh, veteran service officer over at Hennepin County. And so I joined, and again, like Dan, wasn't very active initially, but then as I started gaining more uh, traction and seeing the good that they were doing, I thought, yeah, I want to be part of this organization. And here I am as the commander now. Yeah, you know, people generally, right, they think of the, the big names when it comes to veteran service organization, organizations, right? I mean, VFW, American Legion, uh, DAV, and the Jewish veterans um, is something maybe that isn't always coming, you know, into the forefront of our minds. So tell us a little bit about um, the how it came into being, the uh, Jewish War uh, Veterans Organization. Certainly. Well, you know, first of all, Jewish population is very, very small. I think maybe 2.4% of the American population overall. And the way that the Jewish war veterans came about was post-Civil War, there was a lot of anti-Semitic rhetoric about Jews not fighting for the republic and supporting the country. So in 1896, 63 Jewish veterans from the Civil War got together in New York and formed then what was called the Hebrew Union Veterans Organization, which later became the Jewish War Veterans. And it was from that that the Jewish War Veterans was created. And so the Jewish War Veterans, um, obviously we talked about membership in the last segment, um, there, there's some criteria, right? I mean, it's uh, for Jewish war veterans, all right? So there's that that criteria. Um, how, how are you doing on membership? Yeah, that, that's a great question because, you know, the slice of pie for us is super, super thin. Uh, first of all, being Jewish, then being a Jew during a time of war and serving in war. Um, so, again, very small population both ways. So... In the Jewish War Veterans, there is actually a number of different levels of membership. One of them is patron. And so very much like the American Legion has the Sons of Legions or the Legion Riders, um, there are the patrons who are not someone that had served during time of war but wants to affiliate with the Jewish War Veterans because they believe in what it is the Jewish War Veterans are doing and what they stand for. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what the Jewish War veterans, um, you know, ha have been doing over 2023. I mean, here we are. Uh, we're in this holiday season. Um, you know, what what are you celebrating over 2023? And then as we look into 2024. So the Jewish War veterans, of course, you know, we focus on Hanukkah. And we just had a Hanukkah celebration and because of the history of Hanukkah, which basically was there was this miracle where they light a menorah, which has eight arms or eight candles. But back way back in the day, um, it was oil and the oil burned for eight days. And that was a miracle. And that's why we celebrate eight days of Hanukkah. And so the theme is basically 
oil. So, you know, fried foods. So we eat. <laughs> Who doesn't like fried foods? Right. <laughs> so we eat potato pancakes, which we call latkes, and donuts, uh, jelly-filled donuts, in fact. I don't know where the history of that came around, but I'll tell you what. I probably put on about four pounds in the last couple of days just eating bunches of potato latkes and jelly donuts. Uh, so that's always fun. And over this last year, the Jewish War Veterans has participated quite a bit in a lot of uh, giving events. We were over at um, veteran and senior living centers uh, called Shalom Home. There's two locations, east and west, and we had a cookout. We basically rented this huge grill and cooked like 500 hot dogs and hamburgers and all the fixins for all the residents and all the staff over there. And then just last month, we had a pizza party for uh, Shalom Home West, and we had it catered. We had pizzas and lasagna and salads for all the veterans and, and members, uh, residents there, and all the staff as well. And then also just at the very end of this year, in part of the spirit of giving, we donated – a little over 200 pairs of sweats to the Minneapolis Veterans Home, and we're calling that Sweats for Vets. And I brought this up to the Commander's Task Force leaders in one of our last meetings, and they all had some pretty good buy-in on it. So I'm thinking maybe we can proliferate that a little bit and kind of expand that so that we can have sweat donations to all the um, veteran homes throughout the state of Minnesota. That must really help out a lot. I mean, you said you're a very small slice of the pie, but to be able to go into the commander's task force where, you know, there are seven other veteran organizations, you can share some ideas, uh, talk about successes, but then you can say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. And you get buy-in from other organizations to support your event, even though it's not directly supporting the VFW or the paralyzed veterans of America or whatever. It's, it's for the Jewish war veterans, but it doesn't matter because we're supporting veterans. Exactly the point. It doesn't matter the size of the veteran organization. It doesn't matter who we are. We're all American veterans, and we're all brothers and sisters joining together for a common purpose, which is to serve veterans, our active duty military, all the families, and support them in any way we can. And we all support in the way that we can with the resources that we have. So we have, I mean, like not even a minute left here. Um, what kind of messaging would you like to give to, um, you know, just the, the general population, to our veterans uh, at this time of year? What would be your holiday or Hanukkah message? Well, I would like to say that as part of the National Constitution preamble of the Jewish war veterans that was created in 1896 when we were formed, some of the wording we say is that we maintain true allegiance to the United States to foster and perpetuate true Americanism and to combat whatever tends to impair the efficiency and permanency of our free institution. That, to me, is a very powerful statement, and I think that resounds very strongly, at least now during this time of year, where we all think about giving, we all think about each other, and we should take a pause to think about this great country that we're in, where we can celebrate these freely, regardless of who we are, where our backgrounds are, but we all do it together primarily because of all the veterans that have fought for our freedoms. 
Stu, thanks so much for uh, spending some time with us here on Minnesota Military Radio. I hope you have a great day and happy Hanukkah to you. I appreciate that, Doug. Thank you. That's Stu Mednick, the Jewish War Veterans Commander. This is Minnesota Military Radio, along with my co-host, Dan Meyer, who didn't get a word in edgewise there. Uh, <laughs> please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Doug Wortham. Co-hosting with me today is Dan Meyer. And in a moment, we're going to continue our conversation and we'll check in with one additional uh, Minnesota Veterans Service organization. But first, it's time for the Commissioner's Corner. This is a weekly update from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Now here's Temporary Commissioner Brad Lindsay. Thank you to the Veterans Service organizations who are with us today for the Commander's Task Force Holiday Show. I thank you on behalf of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs and the Veterans of Minnesota for your continued support. They are the voice of the over 290,000 veterans in this great state, and without their support, we would not be the great force we are today. The Minnesota Commander's Task Force, or CTF, is made up of congressionally chartered veteran service organizations here in Minnesota. They include the American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars, Disabled American Veterans, Paralyzed Veterans of America, the Military Order of the Purple Heart, and the Marine Corps League, AMVETS, and Jewish War Veterans. Thank you for all you do for our veterans. Thank you, Temporary Commissioner Lindsay. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. All right, Dan, you didn't get to speak much last uh, segment, so um, we'll give you another opportunity for you to jump in and, and use that command voice you have over there. And how about if we start off by letting you do the introduction of our next guest? Thank you, Doug. Our next guest is Paul Hessing, commander of the American Legion, and he is the co-chair of the Commander's Task Force. Oh, the Commander's yeah. Task Force co-chair. I didn't know I had vice both chair, of you man. in here. Vice, well, vice, vice chair. chair, same thing, right? Well, hey, uh, Paul, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Doug. Yeah, it's great to, to have you. And, you know, of course, uh, all of your buddies are still hanging out in here looking at you. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's kind of feeling like you're on the hot seat here. Yeah, right. And then they've given you the rabbit ears <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're cranking the heat up a little bit just to keep, uh, keep it going for you. Um, all right, so it's the holiday show. And uh, this is our opportunity to get different organizations from the Commander's Task Force, our, um, as the temporary commissioner mentioned, the Congressional Chartered Veteran Service Organizations. You're here representing the American Legion as the commander. What is the Be the One mission? The Be the One uh, mission that the American Legion has is a national, that's our national mission. And what it boils down to is, you know, when it comes to veteran suicide or anything, just be the one to reach out. Be the one to call somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Be the one to be a friend. Be the one to help somebody out that needs it. Yeah, you know, and uh, I know the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, they talk about utilizing um, 888-LINK-VET, 988-PRESS-1, you know, as the suicide hotline. Um, Yeah, I mean, be the one. Reach out. Look out for your buddy. Just Um, be that one, you know, one veteran at a time. Just be the one that can, can be there to listen or be the one that, you know, you might actually have to step in, but just be the one. Yes, if that is what we want to do, work together to be that one. Exactly, yep. Yeah, and I think, 
as all of the congressional uh, veteran service organizations can agree on. I mean, you know, there might be different priorities, right? When we talk about legislative things, but I think when it comes to supporting veterans, veteran causes specifically in the area of veteran suicide, that's definitely one that you can all back. That's that's a solid mission to get behind. That is, yeah. So within the American Legion, um, all right, you've got the Be the One mission, which is um, extremely important. Um, you also have a theme, though, and and I want to hear more about this. The theme that you have for the American Legion is the road ahead. What's that all about? Yes, that's uh, the I chose that theme this year because, you know, and, and we can all argue about which veterans service organization is better. I happen to think the American Legion. Well, I mean, this is just like when we talk about what's better, the Army or the Navy. Right, when it comes exactly. To football, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we give each other yeah. a hard time. I actually yeah. belong to the VFW and I belong to the DAV, but I, I chose to be active in the American Legion. And um, the road ahead is we've we've done so many things in the past, and sometimes we re, we tend to rely on those things. And if we, we spend so much time looking in the rearview mirror, we're going to miss the potholes coming up at us. The, the younger veterans are different than we are. Um, their family dynamic is different than, than ours were. We've got to look to the road ahead to be able to best take care of veterans in the future and their families. Yeah, you know, someone once uh, said that uh, there's a reason why your windshield is so big, right? Exactly. That rearview yep. mirror is so small. You know, that stuff happened yesterday, so get over it. And, yep. uh, and we got to move forward, right? And we we'll learn from the past, but... Yep, and that's for the good things as well. You know, we've done some great things. We have to continue to do great things in order to be to be relevant. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, one of the common themes is we talk to each of the veteran service organizations, we talk about membership, and then you, you mentioned, of course, you know, the younger population. Things are different today than they were when, you know, we all served, you know, everybody in this room. And uh, the reasons why we joined a veteran service organization um, were probably different than why people might even consider joining today. And so how is your uh, membership initiative going? And, uh, and do you have anything that you're, you're trying or that's working to help draw in new members? Well, uh, and, you know, every veteran is different. They all join for, for different reasons. Um, we're actually having having a pretty good year, and what we're doing is reaching out to the families, finding out what the families need. You know, it's not just talking to the veteran and getting them to join. It's it's talking to their spouse. You know, finding out what we can do to help them, and and that's that's starting to come around, and they're 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 starting to uh, really ask questions, and and they are joining. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, each of the commanders generally do is they have some type of a, a commander's project. So as we look back into 2023, uh, since you've become the commander, um, one, um, what successes do you want to celebrate for 2023? And then do you have an update on the project that you're working on? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, successes, there's there's all all kinds of them. Um, over the holidays, we're we're doing a lot of uh, you know the post Christmas parties, the gifts for the families. Um, our riders are very involved with Toys for Tots um, throughout the state. Um, uh, this year, our American Legion riders, you know, 
we just went over the 1.7 million mark donated to the American Legion Legacy Scholarship Run. Wow. Um, that's more than any other state. Uh, so Minnesota's uh, leading the way in that regard. Uh, yep. Yeah, we are. Very proud of the riders. Um, my project this year is the Minnesota Veterans Assistance Fund. That's a fund that helps out veterans. If You, you know, we've all been there where everything is going great except you're living a little bit paycheck to paycheck, transmission goes out, you can't get to work. The Minnesota Veterans Assistance Fund will can help you with that. And how um, would people find out information about that? They can they can go to uh, the American Legion Minnesota American Legion website, or they can go to their local post and ask about it. It all starts at the post, and then the application is made there. Then it goes directly to the department. So and, we have uh, less than a minute and a half left here. I mean, it goes by so fast. So. Uh, you know, it's the holiday season. Um, what would be your um, your holiday message? And then maybe you can tell us why somebody might want to join the American Legion. Uh, the holiday message, I, I just want everybody to remember, you know, hug your loved ones. You know, reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Give them a call. Just see how they're doing. You know, maybe go to your next door neighbor and just knock on his door and say, hey. And remember the ones that are overseas that can't make it back for the holidays. And remember their families. Sometimes it's more important to remember their families than it is, you know. When you're over there on a mission, you're doing your mission, but it's the families back home that are really suffering. Yeah, and those are great reasons to join as well. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know, Dan, I see that you got to speak a lot again during this segment. (laughs) Uh, You're really earning your paycheck over there today. Uh, We appreciate that. And and Paul, uh, appreciate you taking the time, coming to the studio and spend a little bit of time uh, with us here on Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you so much for having me. That's Paul Hassing. He's the commander of the American Legion. And we're going to try it again, Dan, when we come back. We're going to give you an opportunity to uh, to get in just a little bit more. To earn my pay. <laughs> there you go. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Doug Wortham. My co-host today is Dan Meyer, who is the chairperson for the Commander's Task Force, also the commander of the Veterans of Foreign Wars. All right, Dan. It is time for you to earn some money. Now, this is going to be a crazy uh, segment because we're going to bring in two guests uh, throughout this segment. And uh, and I'm going to look at you, and we're going to try to make it all happen uh, without a flaw, okay? We can do it. I know we can. So let's go ahead. We'll get the first guest introduced here. All right. Our first guest is also part of the Commander's Task Force, a team player from the Disabled American Veterans, Ellsworth Fields. Afternoon. Thanks, hey, Dan. Ellsworth. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Hey, Doug. Thanks a lot for having me. It's it's good to have you. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. And, um, you know, we, we've been having some fun in here in the studio. Um, you know, you're now in the hot seat. And, and you know what? They're uh, shining the light on you, giving you the bunny ears and uh, and having a good time. And, and it's fun that we can, uh, we can do that uh, together. So we have just a short amount of time with you because we're going to bring in another guest as well. And I want to make sure we get through some of the great things that the DAV is going. So let's talk about some of the outreach that you have during the holiday season that the DAV is uh, conducting. Yeah, some of the outreach that we're doing at the DAV, of course, uh, in service organization, we're uh, solely focused on veteran support. Uh, So uh, a number of our uh, chapters, we have 32 across the state, uh, the 20,000 members. 
Um, we're busy uh, getting out, uh, donating to a number of different veterans' homes uh, as well as uh, care centers. Um, some of those examples are out in uh, Grand Rapids, Hutchinson, um, Park Rapids, uh, NOCA, um, and um, uh, they're raising uh, funds or have raised funds to provide uh, gift cards. Uh, they're making meal baskets uh, to be delivered uh, to various veterans' homes and uh, things of that nature. And so as we talk about all the things that you guys are doing, the stuff you're putting together, I mean, what's some of that special assistance for a Minnesota veterans that, uh, that you're really in need of uh, providing to those veterans in need? Well, uh, you know, many times with uh, veterans, uh, I think as uh, Paul referenced, uh, their various needs uh, help with uh, utilities, um, you know, day-to-day uh, transmissions that break, uh, car repairs, uh, things of that nature. Uh, so almost all of our chapters have a Veterans in Need program, so they do outreach. We kind of uh, vet the veterans, so to speak, through the county veteran service officers to make sure that they are validly a veteran. Uh, and then we provide uh, assistance at you know various levels to help them overcome some of those obstacles. And what, uh, what are some of the things that you're most proud of over 2023 and then, of course, what you're really leaning into for 2024? Well, we're just trying to build strength through communications, and, of course, communications uh, works two directions. Uh, you know, it's not always department headquarters or someone talking out to the uh, chapters. Uh, we have some very strong chapters out there that are doing some great things around the state. Uh, so we're trying to lean into that and make sure we're kind of understanding best practices and then sharing that, uh, you know, across the uh, across the board. And then, uh, you know, and just very briefly, on the incoming side, uh, we're doing some things like formal surveys and trying to get out to the veterans that are out there, and especially the younger veterans, to kind of see uh, what they're thinking. And uh, some of those, just one example, uh, with outdoors programs, um, we're very interested to find that uh, many of the veterans, as opposed to uh, what most of us traditionally do is hunting, fishing, those type of things. They want to go hiking and uh, go explore the national parks and some of those things. So getting some very good input on the feedback. You know, one of the things that uh, we talk about on this show um, often when the DAV is here is we talk about uh, the need for volunteer drivers. Oh. Um, what's that need looking like for you all A- this year? Absolutely. I think we have uh, 36, 38 vehicles deployed uh, around the state. And uh, we provide free transportation to uh, any veteran, uh, doesn't have to be a DAV member, uh, any veterans uh, to and from their medical appointments. Uh, and uh, we're happy to do that. But we do that through uh, staffing with volunteer drivers. And uh, these volunteer drivers that we have, I can't thank them enough because uh, they're very strong. We have many instances where, you know, those drivers go above and beyond to kind of understand what that individual veteran's uh, need is because they get to know them. Many times they're riding from, you know, point A to point B to get to the uh, VA. And uh, over time they get to know them pretty well. So we've had everything from uh, finding trees on a house uh, and, and that's the reason a veteran wasn't available or didn't show up for an appointment. And they went and, you know, got some of the chapter members, got the tree down, you know, invoked the, you know, city. So people who might be interested in volunteering, they should go to the DAV website and fill out all the information. And yes, DAVMN.org. All right, so less than 30 seconds. Uh, what's your holiday message? Well, a holiday message, we just want to uh, make sure that uh, uh, we – 
think about our deployed service members and um, their families, you know, that are left at home and uh, make sure that we reach out to them uh, and the system in any kind of way that we can and support them. Ellsworth, thanks so much for joining us here on Minnesota Military Radio. All right. Thank you, Doug. All right, Dan. So um, our, our next guest, uh, you met for the first time today, right? Yes. All right. Are you ready to do an intro on him? I am. And this is a special surprise, too. Uh, but you go ahead, and then I'll break the news. Okay. Our next guest, Todd Camry, who is part of the Paralyzed American Veterans. Todd, welcome back. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate being here. You know, we were talking on the way up to the studio here that there seems to be a common occurrence going on right now. It looks like it's just you and I again. Yep, absolutely. That's quite okay. I wonder (laughs) what's going on with that. But, all right, so Todd Camry, you are the National Director of Paralyzed Veterans of of America. And then, of course, you're here representing the Paralyzed uh, Veterans uh, Minnesota chapter. Um, It's great to have you in, in the studio and, uh, you know, we've got just a couple of minutes to talk about some, some things that are going on. So I'll let you get right to it. What's going on for the holiday season inside of PVA? So uh, th- thank you, Doug. Um, we've recently got um, – we're in a position now to be at the Spinal Cord Injury Center full-time. Uh, during COVID, there was re- very uh, restrictive amounts of time that we were allowed to be over there and help counsel and serve our veterans, uh, inpatients, as well as outpatients. Um, we, we've recently restarted some of the programs that we've had previous to COVID. For example, we, we, ha- we just had our Army-Navy um, watch party. Who won again? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, shoot, that's right. I'm sorry, still a sore spot there. So, so but... but I, in in defense of uh, the the Navy and the Marine uh, uh, Annapolis, uh, they still have the majority of wins over the Army. So uh, I digress. All that matters is what happened recently, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, on top of having our uh, our, our interactions uh, with the inpatients and the uh, the staff of the Spinal Cord Injury uh, Center over there, we we have. Um, we have things coming up in the future for uh, our uh, watch party for uh, the, the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, we also have started, once again, providing uh, season tickets for inpatients as well as outpatients for them to uh, be able to do something other than sit on the couch um, and things of that nature. And that's always the thing, right? We talked about that before. Let's get people out of the house, uh, around other people, um, so you're not sitting and sulking. You're, you're realizing, you know what, you can still have a life. Absolutely. So we rely on our service officers uh, to take care of the paperwork and, and the benefits part, but uh, the chapter itself, we were interested in uh, sports and recreation and activities and and we also want to be able to provide uh, the need for prosthetics, any sort of, uh, just like with the other service organizations, uh, any sort of unexpected uh, cost or financial uh, burden, we want to be able there to help uh, our membership. So, Todd, we've got less than a minute, like 30 seconds for you. Do you have a holiday message you want to share to um, any of our veterans out there? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, we couldn't do what we do without our volunteers and um, and for our our particular unique uh, population, uh, we, we rely on that very heavily to be able to, to uh, take care of our mission. So 
we won't wish those people um, a, a big thank you and also uh, to enjoy their um, holiday. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks so much, Todd. Appreciate you spending just a few minutes with us here on Minnesota Military Radio. All right, Dan, so it's just you and I now. Um, we're at the nearing the end of the show. You did a fine job today. It was great to have you in the studio. Well, thank you. And I also want to thank the Minnesota Military Radio for letting a service organization tell the world what a great things that they are doing. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that's my co-host uh, today, Dan Meyer. I uh, do appreciate you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about out of time, and I want everybody to know that this show is for you. So if you have topic suggestions, if you have show feedback, if you're a Minnesota veteran and you'd like to share your story, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. Click on Contact Us and uh, send us a note. I do want to thank our guests for joining us this week, Stuart Mednick, Paul Hassing, Ellsworth Fields, Todd Camry, my co-host Dan Meyer, Temporary Commissioner Brad Lindsay of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and finally, Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. Next week, we'll have our annual holiday show with the Minnesota National Guard Chaplain Corps. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Doug Wortham. I'd like to wish everybody a happy holiday season. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I hope you have a great week and you find a way to make a positive impact on someone's life. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com.